ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading. And thank you for subscribing to this bonus edition of the 12 Kyle podcast. I'm 12 Kyle. Check this out (laughs) on this podcast. What I want to talk about is what did I want to be when I grew up? And I came to this topic because the other day I was driving um, our daughter, Skylar, to school. Skylar's, at the time of this recording, she's about to be 10 years old, right? She's the youngest of our children, the only girl. And um, we were riding and, you know, we're just listening to music or whatever. And she says, hmm, hey, daddy, I got a question. And she does this all the time. Hey, daddy, I got a question. <laughs> so when she says, hey, daddy, I got a question, that means, okay, she's really about to ask me something that she really wants to know the answer to. And so she said, hey, daddy, I got a question. And I said, yes, what's your question? She said, what did you want to be when you were a kid? What did you want to be when you grew up? And it made me think. Because we weren't really talking about, you know, anything in particular. I think we were talking about school prior to that. But, you know, she's very inquisitive and uh, much like her father, she likes to ask questions (laughs) and she wants her questions answered. So um, it made me think about really what I wanted to be when I, you know, became an adult. And the short answer is I really didn't know because... Honestly, I didn't spend a lot of time worrying about what I was going to be when I was going to be an adult because I was so focused on being a kid. I had so much fun being a kid. Like, you just wanted to be a kid forever. You didn't, you know, at that particular time in the, like, 80s and then as I moved into the 90s, nobody wanted to be, like, I didn't want to be grown. <laughs> I wanted to stay a kid. But um, it got me to thinking about, you know, my... Uh, choices and career paths or what have you and so I gave her the short version of the story that I'm about to tell (laughs) y'all first of all like I there's nobody that could have told me that I would have spent probably I guess this yeah this year would probably make 20 years um in finance, uh, in the mortgage industry in particular. I mean, like I would not have guessed that I would have built a career out of this because, uh, finance wasn't my thing. Um, in fact, I hated finance. (laughs) You're listening to the guy who took final financial management at South Carolina state twice. And the reason why I took financial management twice at South Carolina State University is because I failed it the first time. It's kind of hard to pass a class if you don't go to class. <laughs> I hated financial management. Um, and it wasn't like it was hard, but it was just like, uh, you know, I, I was a full disclosure. I was a marketing major, right? So I didn't, you know, I knew that that stuff, I had to take those prerequisites, but still, anything outside of marketing classes, I really didn't like. 
in particular. And I'll touch on that more in, in just a second. But no, I just I would have never guessed that I would have ended up in finance. But when I was probably Skylar's age. And, you know, the subsequent years after that, I wanted to be something else. So like at the age of, let's say, 10, you couldn't have said, well, hey, Kyle, I, you, what do you want to be when you grow up? Oh, I want to be in finance. No, I wouldn't. I want to be in business. No, <laughs> I would have never guessed that. But I distinctly remember when I was about her age. Um, one thing I wanted to be was a teacher. I thought teachers were cool. I mean, think about it like this. If you had a dope elementary school experience, you probably had a dope teacher or two. Like, and, and I had some great teachers, Miss Phillips, uh, Miss Warren, and my favorite teacher of them all, Miss um, Harris. Miss Harris taught me uh, in the fourth grade. And she was a family friend. We went to church together, and she was my all-time favorite teacher and even to this day when I see her I still give her love she is the sweetest thing on the face of the earth greatest teacher she's she's the greatest teacher of all time in my in my opinion (laughs) ironically enough fourth grade was the last grade that I got all A's um but uh yeah just you know I wanted to be a teacher I wanted you know I was heavily influenced by teachers like Miss Harris and my gym teacher, whose name I just cannot remember. I think it's Mr. Davis. I think that's what his name was. But anyway, um, I wanted to be a teacher. I thought, you know, a teacher would be cool uh, interacting with students and being able to influence them in the way that they think and the way that they learn. Um, you know, teachers like Miss Harris made uh, coming to school fun. And school was always fun in elementary school. School was fun up until the <laughs> up until I got to middle school because I still couldn't figure out why X plus Y equals Z. That shit makes no sense to me. And it still does to this day. And I mean, I hate to break it to anyone listening that's very young, but you'll never see that shit again in your life. (laughs) Unless you're an architect. Nobody's going to ever ask you about the Pythagorean theorem and and why uh, X plus Y equals Z. It makes no sense. If you can add and subtract, multiply and divide, uh, you should be okay in life as far as math is concerned. Um, But that's beside the point. But yeah, I wanted to be a teacher at that particular age. And there was one problem with me becoming a teacher. Um, Actually, two things. The first thing was I remember one day we were headed to the cafeteria as a class and we were in the in the um, in a single file line because, you know, you had to walk the halls in a single file line. And this particular day, I was the line leader, which was, you know, back in my day, it was big shit to be the line leader in in the class. So I'm leading the class, leading my fourth grade class to the lunchroom. And as we are walking towards the lunchroom, uh, we walk past this door and on the door it's set on there's a panel on the door that says teacher's lounge. And I thought the teacher's lounge was like the coolest place that you would ever want to be because this is where the teachers hung out. And every now and then you could be walking down the hall and you would see that teacher's lounge door open and you would hear them in there talking. And it's mostly the ladies. 
you hear them in there talking and they just seem to be having such a good time and it it seemed like the place that you would want to be the teacher's lounge i mean that's every time i walked past that door and that door swung open i would see some of my favorite teachers in there just kind of just sitting back kicking it and i would just get a brief glimpse as to you know who they were and what they were doing when they weren't teaching on this particular day the door flung open as one teacher was uh, walking in and I saw at least five or six teachers in there and they were smoking <laughs> and one had a drink in her hand I don't know what was in the drink I mean I was I was in the fourth grade I don't know I didn't know you know much about beer and liquor um but looking back on it now I'm pretty sure she was drinking vodka um because she wasn't holding it like she was drinking a Sprite and they were in there smoking cigarettes and talking shit. And in the 10 seconds that I was able to glance in there and smell that smoke, I got completely turned off by the teacher's lounge. And I said, nah, I don't think I want to be a teacher. Because maybe the teacher's lounge ain't as cool as I thought it was. And then the second reason why I realized that I didn't want to be a teacher was something that actually became quite obvious to me. I didn't like kids. <laughs> I mean, I like the people in my class for the most part, but I just kind of looked around. I'm like, do I really want to deal with people with these little brats with these bad attitudes and, you know, snotty noses and all kind of stuff? No, nah, I didn't want to do that. Hell no. So probably by the time I left elementary school I realized that I was not going to be a teacher once I grew up um the second thing career move that I had was um I wanted to be a veterinarian I wanted to be a veterinarian because at that particular time in my life and even to this day I love animals um grew up had dogs um had a cat once named Spunky, which I hated. Um, <laughs> I mean, he wasn't my cat. He's my cousin's cat. But my cousin lived with us, so there you go. Um, but, you know, had fish. Uh, and, you know, just I had a love for animals. I loved snakes as well. Um, so I figured, well, hey, you know, what better way for me to get a snake <laughs> would be to become a veterinarian? And I ran this idea past my mom, like, hey, mom, I, I'm wanna, I want at some point in time to become a veterinarian and I think I should have a pet snake. And my mom proceeded to tell me, hell no. And not only did she say hell no, but she said, you're not bringing no snakes in this house. So that crushed that dream. And so, um, but I still kind of held on to the idea that I could possibly be a veterinarian and then by the time I got to high school I had to let that dream go for one simple reason I hated science <laughs> science sucked <laughs> biology sucked I wish I had more finger more thumbs so I could give it more thumbs down because biology was terrible it's trash um so, yeah, I, I kind of quickly realized, like, you can't be a veterinarian if you don't really like science. 
and if you're not really that fond of math, you're probably not going to go the veterinarian spot. So that was career choice number two out the window. Uh, By the time I got to the end of high school, going into college, into my freshman year, um, I really wasn't sure what I wanted to major in, right? Um, I'd already accepted my um, position to go to South Carolina State University. And so I had to declare a major. I wanted to de- I wanted to declare a major before I stepped on the campus. Um, so I wasn't sure. And I was talking to some people. I talked to my dad. And my dad was like, well, hey, I have a friend who's, you know, he, he's an accountant. He can come by and talk to you about business and such and such. I was like, okay. So the guy comes by. And we start talking or whatever. He's telling me, he said, man, I think you'd be a great, a great accountant because you're sharp, you're witty, you're blah, 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 blah. You know, and I, I was still in the back of my mind. I'm like, OK, as long as X plus Y uh, equals doesn't equal Z equals Z, I'm OK. Um, and so subsequently, when I enrolled at South Carolina State University, uh, I put down that I wanted to be an accountant because it, you know, from what he could from what he told me, it sounded pretty easy um and then i realized i hated hated accounting (laughs) i realized i really hated accounting and that was the first semester of my freshman year i was like no i'm not doing this um because i saw all of the other classes that you have to take and even though again i was very fond of the school of business Belcher Hall, that's, you know, one of my favorite places to be on campus. Um, I absolutely hated macro and microeconomics. I would rather watch two roaches race (laughs) than to ever sit in another macro or micro class. Um, And I kid you not, I earned the C's that I got. Cheated a couple of times, but I earned the C's that I got. <laughs> but um, nonetheless, I, I realized quickly after, like I said, midway through my freshman year that accounting wasn't going to be it. So I did some more research, started, you know, asking some questions and I settled on marketing and marketing really fit me and, and my desires and my plans. Uh, so, you know, that's where it was. It was like, OK, well, I'll just, you know, go into marketing and I th- really started thinking about international marketing but one problem I only took two years of Spanish right so I don't you know I like if you speak to me in Spanish I could understand you but you would have to talk to me like this for me to understand <laughs> so and nobody speaks Spanish like that and I always said I would go back and you know take more courses and become fluent in Spanish and it never happened. Um, so, you know, that kind of went out of the, out of the window too, but settled on marketing, got a marketing degree from South Carolina state university, actually have a minor in broadcasting. Um, but you know, full disclosure, never had a marketing job. (laughs) after graduation well no i take that back i did i, I worked for the phone company was it was it bell south bell south, it's now at&t but i worked for bell south i did a little marketing for them but nothing major but um you know the the idea of having a big marketing job and you know sitting behind a desk 
you know, with the corner office and, you know, taking trips all across the country on business. Uh, that never happened. <laughs> but I think the biggest thing that I took away from my experiences uh, in trying to figure out what it was that I was going to be once I grew up was my experience at South Carolina State taught me to be one thing, a hustler. And that's exactly what I became, a hustler. Uh, not a hustler in a sense of peddling pharmaceuticals throughout <laughs> the world, but a hustler in a sense of being able to be resourceful. Um, I think that's, you know, and it's, while there's no knock on anybody else, I think that's one of the biggest things that you take away from going to an HBCU, a historically black college and university. Uh, it, for me, it was South Carolina State University, but it doesn't matter if it's SC State, Howard, Grambling, Southern, Alabama A&M, or you know, Mississippi Valley State. It doesn't matter. The one thing that you're taught is how to be resourceful, and that's a part of being a hustler. Um, and I think that's bred within you and you, you learn how to make the most of what you have, because sometimes you may not have everything. You know, I might have one stick and there might be another stick over here, but I have to put these, you know, all of the sticks together to make something happen to build a house. And you find a way you either find a way or make a way. That's a famous uh, saying that you hear on a lot of HBCU campuses. Um but yeah, it, it taught me to be resourceful and it taught me how to be a hustler. So in a sense, um, while my job title doesn't say, you know, uh, director of finance or it doesn't say uh, financial hustler, uh, in essence, that's what I, be I grew up to become, uh, a hustler. Um, and the reality is for as much as I've carved out a pretty nice career, if I do say so myself, I uh, managed to earn a decent living, um, you know, con contrary to what my boy King Germ from the Frocast thinks. Uh, I'm broke. I ain't got no money. I ain't got no money. That's right. <laughs> All my money goes to my kids and my wife. But, um, yeah, it, it's uh, I, I've been able to carve out a nice career and uh, I would not have thought in the 70s or the 80s or even in the 90s that this would have been something that I would have, you know, been able to do. But, you know, again, it goes back to my teachings and, and the things that I learned at, um, at South Carolina State was to be resourceful, to be a hustler. Um, and so, you know, ultimately, there are other things that I want to do with my career. Uh, so, you know, to answer Skylar, Skylar's question... I'm still trying to figure out what I want to be when I grow up because in a lot of ways, I'm still a kid. That's going to do it for me. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for checking out this bonus edition of the 12 Kyle podcast. Uh, be sure to subscribe to the podcast. This podcast drops every Thursday at midnight uh, from time to time this year. We will drop bonus coverage just like this one on Sundays at midnight. That's going to do it for me. I'm your boy, 12 Kyle. I'll catch you guys next time. 5,000.